this one's for Donnie, man. From Atlantic City, New Jersey. Paris Island, South Carolina. BFE, Idaho. Parts unknown, Colorado, and all points in between, man. This is the Art of Floundering Podcast. That's right, man. Uh, we don't care who you voted for, who you love, how you cracked the egg, or whether or not you believe in Santa Claus, man. You see, the only thing we believe in is a kooky little thing called peace and love, man. Maybe that's an anachronism, but we have hope, man, that we'll all break bread at the table of coexistence and peace and unconditional love, dog. Hence, and here we are, the Art of Floundering Podcast. Welcome, one and all, to the show. Welcome. My name's Will Dick. This is the Art of Floundering Podcast. Hey, real quick, couple logistics things. This is a live episode streaming on the 11th of March, 2022 at approximately 9.26 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Now, couple things. I approach each one of these episodes. I want to keep them short, sweet, to the point. This is about a book. We're going to start adding different books to our archive. I want us to be... I want... I want myself to be better read. Okay? Is, you know, is that cool with you? Are you okay? Are you done shaming me for a bit? Is it okay if I just tell you I, I would like to be better read? And so I'm, I'm selecting some books that are short, however, make a profound statement with the few pages that they use that aren't spreading hate, and are something that perhaps you, you, you wouldn't even thought was out there. And so, while the title of this book is admittedly off-putting, let's come down for our instant gut reaction and just give this a chance. Because I'm here to tell you, this is a good book. Now, a little bit of background. The title of the book that is on this month's... This is Welcome to Part 5. The title of the book is How to Live with a Huge Penis. That's the title of this, this, this book of the month selection. The author is Dr. Richard Jacob and Reverend Owen Thomas. Okay? This is available. This is a book... And you can actually get a Kindle version of the book. So if you need to have the information on the fly, you can. Now, that's number one. And once again, I want to approach these episodes. So if somebody, this is part five. And once again, it's really kind of bizarre because, you know, it, we're doing chapter six. That's a, a mess up on my part. I want to say I'm sorry. I want to reach out to you and say I'm sorry. I know it's confusing. I, I, I fudged up. But anyway, so part five, chapter six, and how to live with a huge penis. Now, they, this is, this is a, there's a term that they talk about early on. And I need to bring it up now. And now is a great time. 
look, I have an idea. I'm looking at the comments. I'm looking at if anybody's watching wants to wants to say anything. But you know, what is what are some of your you know street names, slang names, for someone who has large penis? I'm sure you have several hurtful, derogatory names for for somebody with large penis. But if you want to start, you know, stopping with the hate and become a little bit more aware of the damage your ignorance is doing, I think it's important that you be aware of the proper medical term for what we're talking about, okay? And early on in the book, they expose it. It's an acronym, okay? OMG is the acronym, and it stands for Oversized Male Genitalia. Now, I will be referring to OMG throughout the reading, so I want you to be up to speed on this. <clears throat> and because this is a live feed or whatever, I may feel the rhythm. Now, the other point I have to make is this. This isn't an audio book. This is a read-react. However, I would be delusional if I didn't think this book was a thousand times more compelling than anything I'd have to say. However, to be ethical, above board, and not just be blatantly ripping off of someone else's content, because that's not what we do here, I'm going to be reacting to them, okay? So, I'll try to keep these balanced, okay? Now, the f one of the other points I'd like to make, okay? Well, hello out there. We got a viewer. I, I I'm getting ready to start the reading. I hope you hang in there, man. I'm not. By the way, because of the topic, I'm not going to use anybody's names when I reach out to you in chat. So feel free to say something. I won't mention names and embarrass anybody because I realize this is a difficult subject. I don't know if you were here earlier, but the acronym OMG is the medical term for oversized male genitalia. I will be referring to it. Now, my final point before I begin the reading, <clears throat> and it is a reflection of the world that we live in, is because I would hope that people would be able to discern truth and realize that this book is satire. But just in case they don't, this book is, it may be in poor taste, but it is satire. It is not medical advice. These aren't real things. This book is satire. Okay? It is so. Now that I've got that out of the way, I'm going to get back into the mindset. Because it's time. It, yeah. We got rid of the posers. I've said this last time. The only reason I say this is to get rid of the people that are, can't handle this message. There's a lot of people out there that can't handle th that they've been ignoring this fucking community, dude. I mean, ignoring it. All right? So we're getting ready to go live. I mean, not live. All right. Here's our book. The Art of Floundering Podcast Book of the Month presents... How to Live with a Huge Penis, Part 5. Hi, I'm Will Dick. Let's do a deep dive into tonight's reading. 
Chapter 6, Big Blessings. For those of you that don't have the benefit of the live stream, I'm going to try to do as best I can to describe the drawing of Chapter 6. Imagine a stick figure, two little stick legs, and also a very, very big stick, much longer than both those legs, as a representation of OMG with birds using it as a place to rest. So, big blessings. I think this is going to be, this is, we've gotten to a lot of the dark side of this thing. So, this is like how to work the tools of the program, man. We're moving into acceptance, man. First, first there's a lot of steps, but recognizing the blessings. Here we go. <clears throat> Hope is the thing, oh, excuse me. We open with a quote, quote, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul. Emily Dickinson. As men with oversized male genitalia, OMG, we tend to focus on all the things we can't do. Sit in a couch, ride a new bicycle, mow the lawn. But believe it or not, there are actually advantages to having a huge penis. If you look hard enough, there are probably dozens of stories out there in which having a huge penis proved beneficial. After an exhaustive search, we were able to track down four. As always, we'll both offer a brief insight after each. First topic, cliffhanger. <clears throat> Back in 1977, I was camping by myself in Yosemite. I used to go there for days at a time to read books, make campfires, freebase a little cocaine, just commune with nature. So one day I'm hiking alongside with all my gear, and I hear these screams in the distance. Help! Help! Well, I drop my pack and start sprinting. My heart's going extra hard, too, because I'm still a little high. Anyway, I follow these screams to El Dido de Maria, a big finger-like rock that just runs an eight, over an 800-foot drop. There are three, three climbers hanging on for dear life on the tip. I mean, hanging on by their goddamn fingernails. I run out to the end of the rock, reach out my arms. Grab on, man! One of them reaches up to take my hand, but the other two are slipping fast. They're not going to make it. I know there's only one option. With my free hand, I undo my zipper, throw my penis over the side with both hands. My penis and the unnatural strength of being high on rock cocaine, I'm able to pull all three guys to safety all at once. If an average guy had been there, one or more of them would have been dead for sure. Today, I'm proud to say I'm one of those climbers in my brother-in-law, T-Hawk. Mm. I'm one of those climbers in my ex-brother-in-law, T-Hawk. All right, I kind of miscombobulated a little bit there, but you get the idea. Looking on the bright side of having this, we've gotten to a lot of negative. It's nice to read some positive. Reverend Owen's feedback to the stories, the following. I never freebased, but one time I was so drunk I put my fist through the window of a squad car and I didn't feel it for hours. 
Dr. Richard responds, That was quick thinking, T-Hawk. Not to mention extraordinarily brave on two counts. One, the bravery of going on the ledge to help strangers. And two, opening yourself up to ridicule by, by exposing your huge penis. Well done. Next uh, story of hope, dude. Of the blessings. Okay, the blessings. Would you guys quit being a bunch of poopy pants and focus on these blessings I'm throwing out here? The next story, case dismissed. Life without the possibility of parole, they tell me. Can you believe it? Here I am, an old man. Do I bother anybody? Does an unkind word pass these lips? And what do they do? They drag me out of my apartment. Like the of old. We're charging you with sexual assault, they say. Sexual assault, I say. Woman in the neighborhood says you forced yourself on her. They say force myself. I say I didn't understand. Me, an old man who never so much stepped on a cockroach. They tell me an examiner needs to take some photographs of my, you know what? Imagine a humiliation. Have you ever heard of such a thing? So into a room they take me, and out comes my you-know-what. All of a sudden, these detectives start whispering to one another. And before you know it, they drop all charges and drive me back to Queens. So I say, what was all that about? And they say, there's no way you could have been the perpetrator. And I say, well, I know that, but how do you know? That? And they say, Gramps, if you stuck that thing in our victim, you both be in intensive care. I mean, can you believe it? A best. Reverend Owen's response. I'm surprised they didn't work you over for having a big dick. Cops are notorious hoko haters. By the way, hoko is slang for horsecock. It's 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 derogatory. Hoko cops are notorious hoko haters. At least they were when I was in my twenties. I got my share of quote whoops a daisies back then, as in whoops a daisy, our prisoner fell down some stairs and broke his jaw. Dr. Richard replies, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad everything worked out. It must have been very traumatic, especially for a man your age. The next topic of blessings is called uh, Big Break. I've been treading the boards for two decades, and the closest thing I'd ever come to having my name in lights was being named Waiter of the Month at the Stage Deli. Sure, I've been in plenty of choruses, but the only leads I got were those little off-off-off-Broadway 50-seaters. I thought about giving up, getting a degree, teaching theater at some high school. Then one day I see this audition notice backstage. Males, 20, 35 for the role of John Holmes and Andrew Lloyd Webber's John, a new musical about porn and prejudice. Some nudity required. Well, I was ecstatic. Okay, so I'd have to fudge a little, uh, my age a little. Big deal. At the audition, all these actors showed up with fake mustaches and stuffed pantyhose tied around their waist. 
When my name was called, I walked into the stage with my real mustache, which I've had since 1983, and pulled off my track pants in one motion. I stood there naked as the day I was born and started belting memories like my life depended on it. When I finished, I looked out into the darkness and calmly said, Mr. Lloyd Webber, you found your John. Not knowing that he wasn't there, but it didn't matter because I traded my waiter's apron for a job as an alternate John Holmes understudy in the Europe touring company of John Hayward Price. <laughs> Reverend Owen says, whatever. It's a good response. Dr. Richard says, that's terrific, Hayward. I had no idea this musical was even happening. What a tremendous step toward equality for OMG sufferers everywhere. Congratulations for being a part of it, even if you're only a part of it when the two people ahead of you get sick. The next story of hope. I can see this is resonating with the, uh, the comments here, man. Don't be afraid. I know... I know this is a little different, but don't be afraid, and, and don't worry, man. We, we, we do yin to yang. I'll get with that at the end of this. Sinking feeling. I was sailing my little skiff around Lake Michigan, and the weather was turning nasty. Time to call it a day, but on my way in, a wave sent me smashing into some jagged rocks punching a hole in the bottom of the boat. I was taking on water fast, and with the wind blowing all over the place, I needed both hands to work the sail. I tried covering the puncture with my foot, but the water was rushing all around it. I was still a good mile from shore, and at this rate I'd sink in a matter of minutes, leaving me in the freezing, turbulent waters. And I wasn't what you call a strong swimmer. Then it hit me like a bolt out of the blue. Timothy, your penis, Timothy, of course. I took it out and stuffed it in the hole. The leaking stopped. By the time I got to the marina, the tip of my penis was blue from the cold and bore the nibble marks of several fish. But I was alive, gosh darn it. Timothy G., Reverend Owen says, nice work, Gilligan. Here's an idea. Maybe don't go sailing on Lake Michigan by yourself if you're not a strong swimmer. I like the Reverend Owens. He, I like his doctrine. Uh, Dr. Richard says, what a great way to use your huge penis. The I'm high. The ingenuity of our brothers continues to amaze me, whether it's a clever penis project, a pair of self-made wide, a self-made wide crotch pants, or a new method of foreskin irrigation. You go, boys. One of the thought bubbles from the book. By the way, real quick, the Art of Floundering podcast, you can find all episodes of all of our live shows, or we actually do prepared content. And it ranges from interviews to interviews with artists, stuff like that, to irreverent puppet shows. It's all over the place. And won't get into it now, but it's all part of my journey. And I do hope to do some good with this. I realize 
this may sound this particular episode you may be going this person who came up with this idea of broadcasting this needs to be kept away from society and i would agree but since that's really not in the cars of me having healthy mental health trying to figure out a way to do it with the least amount of damage anyway thought bubble from our book oh i was gonna say you can find off sorry i'm high all of our stuff is on youtube and because uh, some people like like watching podcasts or listening to them on YouTube, so they're all up there, right? And then, um, you know, we also when we stream, it, it it also goes to Podbeam, okay? And so you can find copies of you know if you're just a podcast person, man, wherever you download your super duper favorite podcast, you'll find us, man, the Art of Flounder. If you do kind of dig this. You do me a huge favor that like follows i know that's cheesy to ask for but i'm actually I, i'm not going to bore you with it but there's something i want to do with this it's not really about me man but i need credibility and trust me i don't want to be the guy on the mic i know i'm irritating anyway let's get back to the learning <clears throat> once again we're reading from chapter six and how to live with a huge penis <clears throat> This is part five in our first uh, book of the uh, month, <clears throat> so to speak, series. Uh, many more to come. Uh, back to our, th our thought bubble. A prayer for Owen's weenie. In my years of ministering to oversized male genitalia, OMG sufferers, I found that starting and ending each day with a prayer or affirmation, mantra, or whatever you want to call it, helps some guys cope with the misery of having a huge wang. Eventually, you should try to write your own. In the meantime, go ahead and use mine. Reverend Owen Thomas, this is his personal prayer for you to use until you come up with your own. Lord, I know you wouldn't create something unless it was beautiful, and I know that you created me. Therefore, I know I'm beautiful. And because my penis is a part of me, no matter how, how ridiculously thick and meaty it is, no matter how many sparrows could perch upon its endless shaft, no matter how much it resembles a tube of raw cookie dough, I know that, yes, my penis is beautiful too. Its extraordinary size represents the extraordinary love in your heart. It's burdensome weight. It's a reminder of temptation's ceaseless pull. For even though you have given me the ability to fillet myself, I know that I mustn't succumb to the desire to do so, even though it would be unbelievably easy and no one would ever know except you, Lord. You would know. And so I mustn't, but I could easily. Oh, Father in heaven, creator of the universe, master of time and space, watch over my penis. Guard it from scorn, shield it from shame, and keep it from getting pinched under the toilet seat. Oh, Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the thing between my legs. That was inspiring. The courage to wear shorts in public and the wisdom to shake copiously after urinating. Amen. That was inspiring. And that concludes our reading from chapter 6 
and how to live with a huge penis. On behalf of the Art of Floundering podcast, I want to thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to tune in because we're going to continue to do these kind of books as well as all of our wonderful live puppet shows and original content. Between now and then, I mean this. Take a break from reality, man. It's a very good thing. Disassociate a little bit. Most importantly, embrace fucking peace and love, man. With that, peace and love. From Parts Unknown, this is the Art of Floundering Podcast. Wishing you nothing but peace and love.